Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Comedy Seller Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. I'm here, of course, as always, with my very, very good friend, Mr. Dan Natterman. Hello, Dan. How are you? How do you do? All right. And um, we have uh, two pretty important comedians. Mr. Des Bishop is here. Thank who's you. become one of my favorite guests uh, on the geez, show. No, he, I'm, he, I'm blushing. He knows a lot about a lot of things that I didn't realize he knew a lot about. Well, because he's very good looking and you underestimate him. That, that's, that's probably that's right. Good, fine description, Dan. Thank you. And, this, and then Chris Gethard, who has his own late night talk show now. What's called the Chris Gethard Show? Yeah. And it's on True TV. On True TV. And I, yeah. I, of course, I don't watch anything but Fox News, but, uh, I, but I, I, heard, I heard that it's, it's very good. I think I told you they were buzzing about it at, at, uh, at True TV when I had a meeting with them one time. I'm happy to hear did that. Did I tell you that? I think you have I think mentioned I did tell that. You. Yeah. And he has a wonderful he, podcast called Beautiful, Beautiful Anonymous also. Chris, is there an angle to this talk show or is it just your standard talk show? Oh, it's as far from a standard talk show as it gets. It's a live show where people can call in and we're... We owe, I never do a monologue or a political joke. It's just pure chaos all the time. Well, it's about no, time. No, hold they on, hold on. We have a guest of honor. We can, we can introduce the guest of honor first, and then we can get Mr. Ira Glasser, who was was head of the American Civil Liberties Union from what years? Seventy-eight to two thousand and one. Seventy-eight wow. to two thousand and one. These were the golden years of the ACLU, and and I remember reading somewhere. Uh, that you were credited with taking the ACLU from a, like a small-time mom-and-pop op- operation to becoming the national force that it is today, right? You're, well, you're that, that Ira Glasser. That's I'm that Ira Glasser. It was, <laughs> you know, it was it was pretty well established uh, before before me, but um, but it grew a lot. Yeah, it grew a lot. And you were the man behind the decision to defend the the, the Nazis when they wanted to march. No, in no, actually, I was not. That was a case that was handled by uh, our Illinois affiliate locally at the time. And at that time, I was uh, not the national head of the ACLU. I was the head of the New York Civil Liberties Union. So I was really, had no part in the initial decision. I had a large part in defending that decision, uh, uh, but but not, not in making it. And you defended it wholeheartedly. Yes. And you would defend it again today if you had to. Yes. And do you think the Civil Liberties Union today, if the Nazis wanted to march now in Skokie, Illinois, would, would defend it again? Because I, I think they wouldn't. Yeah, I, I am worried about that. Uh, I, I would hope so. Um, uh, I mean, I've been retired now for nearly 17 years, and I am no more familiar with the day-to-day stuff of the ACLU than you are reading the newspapers. But there's a number of reasons to to question whether or not they would as vigorously and as unambiguously uh, defend those rights as they, as they did then. Yeah, well, and this is, you know, there's, a, there's an intersection between what comedians are concerned about and what the ACLU is concerned about. And I always thought that, of course, the, the, the Constitution protects us from government action, but there's also a spirit of civil liberties, which we kind of... Uh, lived by our, in our day-to-day lives, and and that seems to become eroded as the as the uh, the fight to protect our actual civil liberties become eroded. So that we see in the workplace, people are not tolerating people having their opinions, people being fired. The the, the like the Me Too things we have with Louie and Aziz. Yes. This is somehow all related well, you know, to me. You know, the it is related, and and it's a mistake to think 
that the right of free speech flows from the First Amendment. It's actually the other way around. The right of free speech comes first, and the First Amendment makes it easier, gives you a weapon to protect free speech if it's the government trying to repress it. We had a case in the early 70s where a man uh, uh, who was seen at a parade on a Saturday when the factory he worked at was closed in upstate New York, mid-state New York, uh, he was participating in a, in a parade that was uh, urging the impeachment of President Nixon. This was 1973 after the Watergate stuff. And, Des, uh, Watergate was this big... Uh, thanks very uh, much okay. for you. Thank you. I would have preferred a synopsis of the Nazi incident right. rather, than, okay. rather than your joke about Watergate. All right. And, uh, Go ahead. Uh, and, and you know, he, he came into work Monday morning yeah. and his boss uh, fired him yeah. uh, because he had seen him uh, demonstrating for impeachment and he was, he was a pro-Nixon guy. And, and so the question arose, can you, can you do anything... Can we do anything, the ACLU, about uh, this guy's right of free speech? If a, if a cop had arrested him for participating in that demonstration, we could have done something about it. Right. But because um, uh, this was a private employer, we couldn't. Now, we could remonstrate about it. We could make a lot of noise about it. If there was a contract involved, we could, we could, we could say that there was a violation of the contract for an illegitimate reason. But basically... The right of free speech is relatively unprotected when the power that interferes with it is a is not a government power, and and that's that's a terrific problem because employers have that power, private universities have that power, uh, private corporations of well, all kinds. And, and this is where the comedians. I, I hope you guys are worried. like now with social media and and the instant call to boycott. You can take people down and people are looking i mean there's 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 professional yeah, well, there's, there's clearly an industry of outrage yeah what let, let's let's just keep our antennas up to find somebody that said something that that we don't like but, and then let's but gather and gather the clouds yeah. can you find something that i, I think noam exaggerates the extent to which comedians are censored by the public or by the culture no, can, they, they censor can, themselves because they're worried about it okay well we've always censored ourselves no. I mean can you every comedian has always had to censor themselves because our job is to to go over is to go over but in front of the audience but you weren't worried about making j jokes uh, what, what, Sam Morell almost got taken down for making a joke about the alligator uh, the, the, guy, the woman well the, I don't <laughs> think that's a sign of the times I think that's the, the alligator that killed the kid in I think it was Florida Sam Arill made a joke, and an audience member was very upset about it. I, yeah. I don't think you can. I, mean, I don't like, think you can blame like the times that we live in for that. Look, Chris Rock came in here and made a joke, uh, which was pretty prescient about. Not only was it prescient, but it was very. It foretold what was, was uh, going to happen. Uh, uh, pretty <laughs> and about uh, the Me Too movement, and where he he made a joke about um, being worried to hire, being afraid to hire women and being alone with them because you know he's 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 a target. And immediately, page six... Oh, that's right, that piece in the post. Page six picked it up, and, and, and they spun it very negatively against him, and yeah. then it went viral. It got yeah, There's no question that that's always been the case, as you say, and there's also no question that it's much worse now. Well, can you wait, think, wait, wait, and he, and he didn't come back here for, for three, four months. Can you think of a, a classic comic bit from the past, without getting into Lenny Bruce, because... Quite frankly, I'm, I'm not but familiar Dan, with his work. Did I answer your your point? I'm saying here's so now 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 here's a guy, Chris, is afraid 
to say certain things. Where years ago, he wasn't, he, he wasn't what, worried about well, the but consequences. Lenny Bruce, the, the Lenny Bruce thing was all about the government. The government shut him down. The right. government arrested okay. him. The government prevented him from, from performing. It was never the public. Well, yeah, now, uh, now it's you, the mob. Can you name a, a classic comedy bit that couldn't be done today yes. from the past? Yes. What's the, I, I, All in the family. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm, All the family. Uh, well, I'm, about I'm, 80, I'm 80 years old in a, in a month, and I'm forgetting names. Oh, my God. You look it? fantastic. I am fantastic. But, but, um, <laughs> I can't but, believe you're but, on you're gonna be, he's, he's, he's looking at you closely now. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, well, you he's, know, you have to. The basic political strategy is outlast the sons of bitches. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. That's amazing for and, um, uh, But the name, the name of that, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting things. It's okay. Like, the name of that, uh, you know, the, the famous Jewish comedian who is... Uh, Jackie Mason. Woody Jackie Allen? Mason. Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason could not perform today. He could That's not. Right. He does perform today. He, he, he went quiet for a long time in the middle of his career anyway, right? Didn't he get in trouble for something? Well, he, well, he called David Dinkins a, fa a fancy schwarzer with a mustache, and he got he got he did get deservedly so. He got in some trouble for well, that. Well, he got into it. trouble. But you know, it's okay today. to get into trouble for what you say. Um, uh, you know, the, you got to make a distinction between your right to say something and the right of other people to trash you for it. Right. Yes. Um, but not prevent you from saying it. Jackie Mason's Broadway Broadway show, uh, which he did in the I guess in the seventies or no that the late eighties yeah. that couldn't run well, what, today. What, wait 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 what, look, what, look Chris because you talk good. I, I was going to say I do think we often forget that as comedians I'm as for free speech as anyone. I do think sometimes these things happen, and the knee-jerk reaction of comedians is like we're comedians we have to be allowed to say whatever we want, and we forget the half of. People are also allowed to get mad at us. Yes. There needs to be a middle ground, though, where yes. people's careers aren't ruined that's, overnight. That's, 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 that's all that concern. People are allowed to be super pissed yeah, off at anything The concern is because people feel like that is the result now, to take somebody down. But I'm not yeah. exactly sure what they think I we're think, gaining from that. You know what's very fascinating as well is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I used to feel that liberalism were the defenders of free speech. Now I actually feel that it's a very it's rooted in the progressive movement to take people out. Yeah, well, yes. there was never it was always a mistake to conflate liberalism with libertarian principles. Yeah. Uh, civil liberty. There were, most of the people who supported civil liberties, who were members of the ACLU, were liberals. I always regarded that as unfortunate uh, because because if you believe in civil liberties. It has to be across the spectrum. It has to be for everybody or it's for nobody. But, but, uh, but the fact is that historically, uh, liberals have only been for free speech when it's their free speech, uh, you know, or the speech of people that they agree with. The progressives uh, uh, in the early part of the 20th century were not, by and large, civil libertarians um, uh, in, uh, across many issues. Uh, so that so that you know the the fact that the people who call themselves progressives today are against what they call hate speech is not surprising to me and and it's not you know it's not it's not unprecedented and it's not a historical aberration it's always been thus and of course what they don't understand uh, tragically they don't understand is that the only thing that matters in a free speech controversy is who gets to decide. And That's people right. who don't have power, whether they're progressives or liberals or conservatives or, any, you know, people who don't have power are never the ones who get to decide. If you give the government the power to stop, to censor, to punish, 
hate speech. It all depends on who is in the government who's going to be mm. doing that. If the if the government is Rudolph Giuliani or Richard Nixon or Joe McCarthy or Donald Trump, who do you think is going to get whose speech you think is going to get repressed? Right. It isn't going to be David Duke. It's going to be it's going to be the progressives. But but isn't isn't it fair to have a concern that if uh, hate speech incites violence that you should control it? Well, you know, the 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 key phrase there is incites violence. Um you walk right into his trap, uh, Des. Go you, ahead. Well, that's fine. I mean, somebody <laughs> got killed in Charlottesville, so I'm happy to discuss it. No, no, no. Yeah, Charlottesville, Charlottesville, you know, it's like to talk about guns. You have to remember that in Charlottesville, the instrument of killing was a car. That's right. It was not a gun. And the people who carried guns around were like the people, like the Black Panthers carrying guns in the 60s. I didn't hear, I never heard any liberals complaining about that. Never. Um, but when it was right-wing crazies who were carrying the guns, the liberals, the liberals said, oh, they're inciting violence. The violence came from somebody in a car, and the reason that that violence happened and the reason that those pe- that person was killed was because the police did a poor job of anticipating and protecting speech of both sides in a volatile situation. Um, and, you know, the incitement to violence uh, can be... Can be Stopped, but but Eugene Debs. In- so okay, so if you're talking about the cops and everything, just in terms of like controlling hate speech, so should guys? I want to come tiki- back to Charlottesville, but go ahead. Yeah, but should I- guys in tiki torches shouting "Jews will not replace us"? Is that the moment where the cops should say, no. "Guys, this is out of control"? No, no, because because you know when when people who were against the war in Vietnam in the late 1960s and early 70s marched around saying. LBJ, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? And burned him in effigy. Was that an incitement to violence? That well, could- it doesn't matter whether one or the other is. I mean, so, some of them are. Well, so can you control that? It becomes a, fa- a factual matter of whether or not speech that people are fearful about actually incites violence. If you can, have... Can, can, can I add something to it? Uh, to my, yes, because yes, yes. I, I think there's certain things we have to live with. Certain things are worth uh, taking certain risks, even if some people get hurt. Because what happens is it just expands and expands and expands, such that today, this guy Ben Shapiro, who's a pretty mainstream conservative guy, doesn't say anything. They, has, they spend millions of dollars to, in security to have this guy be able to speak around the country at universities now. He's just a regular conservative because people are emboldened by this idea of, of incitement to violence. And there's this heckler's veto. So if you stop this guy because this is incitement to violence, all of a sudden the next group, oh, we're going to be incited to violence. There's going to be violence. And, and you, you, it, it expands and expands and expands. And I you, absolutely and all, I, I so agree with that. If That's from, why if, I if use the ta- most extreme example. If from time to time there's got some violence... From time to time, there'll be some violence. I think that that's right, but let me, let me try to give you an example of what the law actually... The law actually holds... And then I want to read you what the, the current ACLU guys said. Okay. Go ahead. The law actually holds that an, a speech that is an incitement to imminent violence can be curbed. For example, if you have, if you have a lynch mob uh, and the lynch mob is, is, is marching toward a jail where somebody is held that they want to take out and lynch, and the guy says, let's get the son of a bitch, that speech yeah, is, he, not, he was using incitement is in, not protected. That's incitement. Incitement is that. not 
Incitement is not getting up on a soapbox and saying, as as a man named Sidney Street did in New York in the in the uh, late '60s, um, he burned an American flag and he said, uh, uh, you know, if 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 people with my skin color can get lynched and shot in the South, then this flag uh, is not, does not represent the ideals it's supposed to. And he burned the flag, and he got on the 6 o'clock news. Other people took that as an incitement to violence, and, and, and he got arrested. We defended him. Uh, we won that case. You know, the fact that, that, that kids in Iowa in, 19, in 1969 put on black armbands and went to school with the black armbands to protest the war against Vietnam, they got suspended by the principal on the grounds that their black armbands would incite other people to violence. But there's a difference in and that. You there's a difference. That. Chris Gethard begs to differ. Well, because Charlottesville, I guess my question, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be contentious for the sake of it, it's, a, it's an honest question. If people show up with guns and clubs, some of them wearing what looks like tactical armor, and they're chanting... Jews will not replace us. At what point is it fair for a Jewish person who comes from a culture that people have been hunted and killed? At what point is it fair for them to feel like violence is imminent? Oh no, no, they they can feel that. But the fact of the matter is, is that a lot of that is symbolic. In fact, in Charlottesville, except for the guy who drove in the his car into the crowd, all of those guns there were no guns fired. They were all symbolic. They were doing exactly the same thing that the Black Panthers were doing, except some people of our political sensibilities did not feel threatened by the Black Panthers carrying around guns, and we did feel threatened by these alt-right people I guess, carrying guns. I guess my question is, because, you know, you're right, no guns were fired, but you watch that footage, and it looks like, an, it looks like a small American city that has descended into lawlessness. And that was because of police and That's my exact question. At what yeah. point are the police... Let me tell you, let me tell you what, what, happened in. In, what happened in New York and in Chicago and in other places that didn't happen in Charlottesville. In New York in the 1970s, Anti-war, anti-war uh, demonstrators marched down the caverns of Wall Street against the war. This is like 1971. Hard hats who were working on construction projects along the route attacked them. They were incited to violence by the anti-war speech. The anti-war people were not violent, but the people, the hard hats were. The cops stood by and the city tried to ban the speech on the grounds that it had created the violence in other people. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, what happens is that in New York and Chicago and in many other places, although it didn't happen in Charlottesville, the cops know that if you're going to have two volatile appoint, uh, uh, oppo- opposing views in a contiguous space, that there's a potential for violence, what they do is they create barricades... They separate these people, and they protect the rights of both people mm. to demonstrate, but they don't allow the, the, what happened in Charlottesville to happen, which was chaos, and that was a failure of, of policing. It was not a, it was not, it was, I mean, who, whose speech do you, do you stop? Do right. You, you know, can I ask, can right, I ask you this question? Because this is, this is where, I mean, I don't like the idea of people walking around carrying guns, but, you know, I, I somehow think if it was a pro-choice movement and they were carrying guns, people wouldn't view it the same way. But is it a civil liberty 
to be able to live your life to the full extent that the law through the democratic process has decide, decided you can. Meaning that if your community has decided democratically that you're, we're going to allow people to carry guns, then don't you then have a civil liberty to say, yeah, I can go protest carrying a gun because it's a democracy and that's the laws that my representatives have made for me and how can you blame me yes. now? Well, that's right. That's my liberty. That, well, it, you, may, it may be a terrible idea. Yeah, well, I think the Second Amendment has been completely misinterpreted. No, no, I'm not saying the Second Amendment. That's a separate yeah, yeah, issue. I'm saying just the idea that these yeah. are the laws. Right. And right. I ha how can you tell me now I don't have the right to symbolic, do what it is my legislature has specifically speech, said? Symbolic but, speech is always a problem. When people burn flags, they got arrested for inciting violence. When people carry guns in a demonstration, in a, in a society where they're allowed to carry guns, as you say, um, you got to make a distinction between s speech, including symbolic speech, and conduct. Now, the difficult That's question right. is where does the speech bleed into conduct and at what moment do the police step in? Mm. And the answer has to be that the police have to be good enough and competent enough to, to, um, to anticipate a volatile situation and, and protect the rights of both sides to speak but keep them separate and have enough of a show of police force to prevent the chaos that happened in Charleston. Yeah. Now, 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 here, now, now the, guy, the guy in charge of the ACLU now, uh, Executive Director Anthony Romero, told the Wall Street Journal, blah, blah, the events in Charlottesville require any judge, any police chief, any legal group to look at the facts of any white supremacy protest with a much finer comb. Romero told the journal, if a protest group insists, no, we want to be able to carry loaded firearms, well, we don't have to represent them. We'll find somebody else. And I'm thinking this is such a dodge because, A, it is a dodge. nobody was shot, as you say. And B, it's not as if in like a protest in Chicago, where we know there's tons of illegal weapons being carried by the people in these protests. They're, they're saying, well, we're not going to allow protests in places where there's lots of gun violence and we, and we can presume there's lots of weapons. It's only when there's legal guns being carried, even though no one well, was ever shot. You know, and now we're looking for a way not to defend them. It's interesting that, that I mean, part of my problem with I mean, where's it more likely those, to be a kind of, those kind of statements coming out of the ACLU these days is that they are determined by the content of the speech and not by the principle That's involved. right. You I, know, I no a, statement from the ACLU like that ever happened during the days when Huey Newton and Bobby Seale and the Black Panthers were marching around with guns and every white person in America felt threatened by that. And we... Uh, it's clear, by the way, Noam, that he's dying to talk about the Second Amendment and take it head oh, on. You want to talk about the Second Amendment? He's well, dying to. How can you not? Can I ask a question before we move on? Let Chris dive into the Second Amendment. I want to talk about abortion. I want to talk about Anglo-American law. Go ahead. I have, so, given what's happening. Just before we move on, because uh, yeah. I find this very fascinating. As far as symbols go, I, I agree that things that are symbolic are speech. But at what point does a symbol... Um, presume a threat. Like if a gun is loaded, like if you have, if you bring a gun to a protest that's not loaded, I agree that it's a symbol. If you put bullets in it, aren't you in effect saying, I have the ability to kill you in an effort to put someone on the defensive? Well, it's, it's, that is the, that is the question that is, seems to be raised by what happened in Charlottesville. But again, you have to understand the violence in Charlottesville was by a car, not a gun. As far as I know, there were no guns fired. Of course, but... Well, but let's presume for the sake of argument that somebody somebody well, did shoot a gun. But, I mean, well, well, would that well, change your position in any way? 
Yeah, you have to stop the guy who's shooting the gun. But he, but, I, but don't you feel it's unfortunate that we have so to have this discussion? You don't have to stop the guy who's carrying the gun on the grounds that maybe he'll shoot the gun. But is it not fair to say that if if I'm in Charlottesville and those guys show up and I am of a group that they are chanting against and they have a gun, is it not fair to say that maybe some of the people who participate in some of these melees do feel threatened? But let me and ask that you this question. Let me, let me, let me ask you, well, I, let let me answer your question, if I may. Is what... You're saying, did you have a right to feel threatened? Let me ask you this. If you had had a gun, would you be justified in shooting them merely for chanting, Jews will not replace us with a loaded gun? No, but I'm there not the one go. who shows up with a there gun. There you go. If, but if, someone, right. shows, the, 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 if someone shows up with a gun and it feels like a tense, violent situation, can you blame the person who's throwing a punch at the guys with a gun? If someone came to you in a situation with a gun and felt threatened, is it not? No, it's, don't it's you, a, it's, don't it's you a, feel like you should try me, to... It's me, a powder keg. It's me, dangerous. It is. It Every is. time I went to a demonstration, a civil rights demonstration in the 60s, I mean every time, not just in the South, but in the Bronx, every single time, and I was surrounded by, by, by white, tough-looking kids who were furious to the point of losing control every single time. They didn't have guns. Every single time I felt threatened. And every civil rights demonstration in the South, they always felt threatened. And sometimes they got killed because the police didn't protect them. But if you go to the 1980s and the Klan is marching through downtown Atlanta, and by that time the Klan is defanged. They aren't the Klan that they were in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s when they had power. Now they are demonstrating precisely because they don't have power. But every black person I knew was terrified by the sight of those people in their pillowcases and sheets marching peacefully through the streets of Atlanta because of what that symbol meant to them and their families in the past. And I know, you know, the Jews in Skokie who were, who were, who were, many of whom were, were survivors of the concentration camp. The idea that 10 people, 15 people, 20 people, unarmed, but marching through their streets with swastikas, that they would see that again, have to live with that again, of course they were terrified. And they had a right to be terrified. But they didn't have a right to stop them. But isn't that different than a loaded gun? Like, I hear what you're saying. A Nazi armband or a burnt flag... Yeah, Can't. Chris, I, I agree with you, but that 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 has to be a matter for the legislature to legislate on what the conduct they're going to allow or not allow in public with guns. But we can't start selectively enforcing that because of, of the point of view of the person holding I guess the gun. All right, are, that brings us to you, right. this, it, you agree with that. Yes, yeah, and yeah, I agree too yeah. that and that's this really, is clearly that's, that's my what, that, I mean, me being baffled that you can walk down the street with a loaded gun. But you're you're, you're yeah. saying you need like a Glasgow Rangers, Glasgow Celtic situation where anytime those two teams are playing each other, there is no way that they're anywhere near each other because it's too much of a dangerous situation. Is that what you're saying? Well, in, in it, well, that they can be near each other, but the cops have to keep them separate. But you see, I, the and thing protect is, both of so their so rights let, to say what they want to say. Let me say about Charlottesville. What was interesting? Let's so, get to the Second Amendment for God's sake. <laughs> well, well, I mean, who's, you know, you've been reading the papers. What do you want? Go ahead, get to the Second Have Amendment. Have you been reading the papers? Yeah, but I don't see the Second Amendment issue. It's a bit, it's a huge issue. Why? They, 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 why? Go ahead. Well, how is it not an issue? That's what people have been discussing. What are the limits of the Second Amendment? I, I don't see them. I don't see any any. Look, um, the Supreme hum, the Supreme Court the Supreme Court made a profoundly intellectually dishonest decision a few years ago, written by 
the most dis- intellectually dishonest justice of all time, uh, Scalia. And and it was Good five day, four. Sir. It was five four. And what you and, waited till he died? And what? No, no, no. I, I want. I said it all the time while he was alive. I have a feeling you would have said it right to his face. Yeah, yeah. I did say it to his face I, in, in debates. Um, the 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 um, uh, the fact is is that historically the Second Amendment was, did not confer an individual's right to walk around with a gun. Well, says who? I mean, says, says history says, wait, shall wait, wait, wait. not be infringed. A, a militia. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I got to say something. I have to read say the it. Second Amendment. I will let you I've read it, boys. I'll let you go wherever you want, but I want to say something. I do. The reason I say I don't see a Second Amendment issue because I believe if there were no Second Amendment, you would still not see any gun laws passed in Florida or any gun laws right. passed in the United States of America. I do not think it's not happening because people say we don't have the right to do it. They don't want it. And that's why I don't see a Second yeah. Amendment issue. Well, but there, there, there is a Second Amendment issue because, because the Second Amendment was designed by the states at the time that the Constitution was, was adopted. And they did not want to pass the Constitution or ratify it unless the Bill of Rights was added. And one of the things they were afraid of is giving up. You've you, you got to remember, this was sort of a little bit like the European Union. The states were sovereign entities that did not want to yield power to a central federal government. And they were afraid that if they did yield power to a central federal government, the federal government would come down on them with armed force and take away their rights. They believed that. The Second Amendment was the result of that belief. What it did is it gave states the right to maintain state militias against the time when the federal government might move against them. But couldn't they have... But when you look at the actual words of the Second Amendment, it, did, it doesn't say uh, the state governments have a right it to... Does. It have does. a right to a, a militia. And in, and it in, does. But it says the, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Boom. No, 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 a well-regulated no, no. militia. Yeah, I know. But if it said, look, uh, look, uh, uh, look, uh, look. cheeseburgers, everybody no, has a right no to... No one's ferociously Googling right I'm now. Gonna, I'm going to read it. <laughs> no, but, but well, it can fairly be look interpreted... at the history. Uh, no, it can't fairly be It can fairly be interpreted, be interpreted no, to mean... No, it cannot. It cannot fail the be words of the of the <laughs> well, Second okay, Amendment. Let's read it. And it's interesting how it starts. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state. This is it's setting That's up right. the whole purpose right. of it. A right of a people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. But, but it doesn't say the right of people to keep and bear arms in the context of the militia. It says simply... No, it does say it. it. simply it, says... They mentioned the militia first. They mentioned it, it first. They said, this is the reason... I understand that's point, This is the reason... This is not... This well, is not, this is, this is not people, a question... This is not a question of fighting... We just look at the words. Over commas. Yeah, I'm looking at the words. The words are at, at no. best do, ambiguous. Do you know who you're arguing with? I know. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> like watching a guy ride a bike up hill in the hurricane. The words are not only unmistakable, but if you're serious... Let him talk then. If you're serious about this, you have to read the Constitutional Convention. You have to go back and read the debates. They tell you what they meant by it. And what they meant by it was to give the states the power to maintain militias. Now, back in those days, the states maintained militias. They didn't have armories. They maintained militias the way local towns today maintain fire departments. Mm. They sang an alarm, and people came with their cars to the fire. And what happened is people came with their muskets. And in order to have allow the states to be able to maintain a militia when they needed it, they needed to protect the rights of their citizens to carry muskets. 
they didn't protect their rights. To, they didn't. They didn't talk. And that. And that. And that is the whole purpose of the. the in fact. People were not allowed. If you've seen a lot of Western movies, you ever see the Wyatt Earp movie? Never did. You never did? No, I never saw well, it. Well, go see then it. How, you know can, what, how you, can you have a foot to stand on? You know, what, <laughs> you know what Wyatt Earp did? No. He prevented people from bringing guns into town. Yeah, Dan. And nobody, <laughs> nobody. Well, Earp had no respect for the Second Amendment. <laughs> well, he had a C minus rating from the, the NRA. The Second Amendment wasn't at play. Not in all those movies, not in all the newspapers, not in all the history. Well, Do you ever see anybody raise the issue of the Second Amendment? Because the Second Amendment was designed to give the states power vis-a-vis the federal government. It was not designed to, 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 to give individuals a right against state governments. So they banned guns all the time okay, okay. in the Old the, West. The, the, the sec, anything else on the Second Amendment? He's, he, I mean, you're going to just... Well, well, what do you want? It? What do you want? I, want, I, want, I want to hit a few of the main civil liberties topics going on in the country. I well, well, no, how hard well, you fight it. How hard you fought to talk about the Second Amendment, but, only to have a, a person who's scholarly in the Constitution well, break it I, down I'm that hard. I'm looking at the words it, of the Second Amendment. The words he's got to me, a disadvantage. The words to me. No, it's a subject. The words. If you've, never, to, the if words you've, to if you've me, never seen a Wyatt Earp movie, I've never seen a Wyatt And you've never read the Constitutional Convention debates where they discuss what they meant by this. I have to take your word on the debates, but then, I, I, then I will read them. I will read them. I will attempt to analyze. I will read them. But then we'll talk. But I'm looking Will at the words. Will you come back and him? Dan, have you seen I'm Young Guns too? I'm looking at the <laughs> Young Guns too. I'm it has a Bon Jovi song in there. I'm looking at the words of the Second Amendment. choice for the soundtrack. Just looking at the bare words of the Second Amendment, because your the, argument doesn't stand up, even if only you do. Is well, look no, at it the does words. stand up if you look but at the words. If you look, if you look at the words, no, it's the it best doesn't. ambiguous. Right, Dan, we're, I don't care how much education he has. No, I'm saying you're at an impasse here. No, because now we can talk about. You're going to make the talked about the Second Amendment. Now we can talk about what practical things we can do. Putting the Second Amendment aside, that's what I tried. What's the best way to protect kids in schools? Oh, good question. Do you believe? Let me ask you one of Do you believe that the right to bear arms includes the right to? No, own, a, I, own a tank? No, I don't believe that. Why not? Well, you know what? The good, Second Amendment you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't it's distinguish. It's a good point. It. Why not? That's why I propose. And you're and you're right. It is a good point. Why not? I can't answer that because the words of the Second because Amendment you don't know say, the history. shall not be infringed. No, because you shall don't not know be the infringed. history. Now, how about a nuclear weapon? How about a nuclear weapon? If I look at the strict <laughs> word, this is why I propose we need to have a national referendum and revisit the Second Amendment. No, you need to revisit well, I mean, what I'm the Second. You need to revisit what the Second Amendment means, and you need to learn your history. Before you think any more about oh. it, Listen, I, I, I think that I think that my, my point is actually uh, more important, which is that the the, the intent, the uh, desire of the country, is not to limit uh, in any meaningful way the right to well, firearms. Well, I don't know. I and, know and, it's very unfortunate, and and especially state by state. And if the federal government were to do it blanket and 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 over the the the, the blue state, over the red states. They will really freak out, and we're going to have even worse social problems than we have now. Well, so that, I, th- I think we're at an impasse. I think they're going to make certain slight adjustments, and I think that they're not going to do much good. But hopefully a, a few lives will be saved. Well, but, but as we know, the real violence, the real carnage is not in these unbearable mass shootings. It's in the day-to-day violence in cities, with mostly with illegal weapons. Well, where I want, they're killed by the well, thousands. It's not the only one. And that's not going to change. It's one of many... No, no. Percentage-wise, these are these are like lightning but strikes. But of course, of course, uh, life in uh, you know in but they're unbearable. In hard life in hard neighborhoods and inner cities, 
is an issue, but that doesn't negate the fact that we have to protect schools. No, it doesn't negate it, but I'm saying schools that... Schools are a sacred place where children go. Like, it's a, it's a totally different environment. But it may be impossible to... to we, listen, you can protect them. Uh, it depends how much... Like, I have, I have two children in, in grammar school, and I would like there to be a guard with a gun at the school. I, I, I wish... There was I, a guard at the, Cal, at the Florida school. And I know, and he, and he stood down. He's because texting yeah, outside. Because it can't do any good with a lunatic with an AR-15. With, with but less, obviously... With less legal guns, there's less of the illegal shooting. You, yes. you can't have the same problem. You can't you just can. have yes. a guard. You have to have one entrance well and a fence around, around the school. I mean, because... And, and people have to enter through that one entrance. If you could pass every law that that's you, a great way for kids to go to school. If by you could way. pass, if you're I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's a great way for kids to go to school, Dan. but if you want to stop it, but, that might help. No. If you could pass every law that practically, like reasonably, you think actually could get passed the United States of America. Obviously, you're not going to disarm the whole country. Every 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 one of these restrictions, background checks, raising the age, whatever it is. What percentage of gun deaths? Do you think we're we're, we're 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 looking to save here? One percent. I would take 2%. that. Two percent. Isn't I'll, that I'll worth taking? No, it? I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Well, here's the. But, here's but the a, fact is. But why, well, why don't but, you bring but, it down to like a European average? Right. Well, just just as listen, just a number. Because, because, I'll tell you why. Average. And Nate Silver has written about this because we have tremendous social problems in this country that they do not have in Europe. And actually, in that require guns. No, actually. Uh, I, I'm afraid this this and this is this goes to say like I'm going to repeat something that I read in 538.com, not on on Richard Spencer's website, all right? In 538.com, he wrote that white America, with all its access to guns, Nate Silver wrote this, has gun violence just a little bit above Finland, just a little bit above Finland. Non-white America has third world nation carnage. This is a social problem, which is, of course, exacerbated by the access to guns. But that, we will never be like Europe, because we're not Europe. But they we're have poverty Europe. in Europe, too. It's not poverty. It's no, what, it's, they have violence. No industrial developed country in the world has anything close to the gun violence we have. That's right. However, it and is the still... Difference, the difference is the availability no. of the guns. It's, no, but that's not, not, not according to what difference. I read in 538.com. It's, but it's definitely more the difference. 538.com is not the Bible. He had the, he had the stats. <laughs> no, no, listen. No, no, listen. I, listen absolutely. If it's, I don't like people who invoke authority that, it, you if know, his stat, No, but who, he's, a, he's a data guy, right? If his yeah. stats He's are a data good. guy who predicted that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. Well, yeah, but he, his, his prediction was so, accurate. You know, no, his prediction, I mean, it's, 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 it's a no, prediction No, his prediction odds. wasn't accurate. No, no. Well, actually, it was. He gave a 30% chance for Trump to win. 30% is one out of three. It's not, he, he didn't. Yeah, all I'm saying is. We know is, what odds are. All I'm saying is, don't, don't, you can't argue this by citing what somebody said okay. as authority. I, I, it doesn't I, make if, any if sense. Because I can cite somebody else that said something different I, than, actually, what, than I, where we're I, haven't, I actually looked into it. I was actually very skeptical of this article, and I did look into it, and I wasn't able to find a thing. And clearly we do have social problems in this country that they don't have in Europe. We do have problems here. We're getting a little far afield okay, here. Okay. okay. But yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't say, I say that with a heavy heart. I'm not, I hope it's not misinterpreted. I'm just saying that yeah, I think it, it's a... <laughs> shut up, Keith. It's a, it's a, it, can, it can be very sophisticated. Now, it's interesting to, to me to, that to you Europe. haven't mentioned the drug war yet, which no other country has the way we have. Uh, On the drug war, probably more, and the drug more war, agreement with you. And the drug war is, is the major reason why weapons proliferated in this country. The drug war and sales by the United States military. And the drug war, it's on record that it's no longer conspiracy theory that black communities were targeted 
Right? This is a proven thing well, that the CIA... Think, you know, no, no, that's not, look, not, not, look, not proven. Look, look, Al Capone was white. And the people he shot and killed and blew up were, were mostly also white. And the dynamic that created that in the 1920s is the same dynamic that has created inner-city violence now. And the fact that the ethnicity of the actors have changed is not relevant. Now, the truth is, is that, is that race... Uh, skin color, I should say, not race, because race is a fiction. Um, I agree with that, too. Skin color uh, has been the, an instrument of subjugation in this country from the very beginning. And, 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 and it, it continues to be. And it's beyond class, too. But that is, not, that is not the explanation for violence. The explanation for violence has to do with what happened during the drug war, and still happens, and with the, uh, the, 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 the proliferating availability, not just of weapons, not just of handguns, but of military weapons. When I said, would you think that the Second Amendment gives you the right to own a tank or a nuclear-tipped uh, uh, shoulder-to-air missile, everybody says no. But what about the AR-15? The AR-15 is a military weapon. No, it's, How did it's, it's, it's a semi-automatic. It's not a fully automatic weapon. It's still a military weapon. It has no legitimate can, can, purpose can I, can except I just, for that. Can I just say this one? I, I just think that America has a love of violence. And this, and this is beyond but, any, any racial. America has a love of violence in, in a certain way, which seems to go beyond some other cultures. It just seems to be... Let me ask you this, Noam. You mentioned that America doesn't want... Profound gun control or, or gun look at, laws. Look at, look at the glorification of like a, a violent culture and music videos and carrying guns and being menacing and look all this stuff. Look at John stuff. Wayne. But he was, but he was for, for fighting, fighting the bad guys. Only but, in his dreams. He, but, he, but, he no, never he, was in the military. But, he, but he, he, his character wasn't wasn't menacing to innocent people or, or look. I, I I think it was different. Go ahead. But Noam, you had said yeah. at the top of the conversation that America, with or without the Second Amendment, put yeah. the Second Amendment to the side. Americans don't want rigid gun laws. That may be true, but do we know that because, you know, the NRA makes a lot of noise and gun uh, advocates make a lot of noise, but how does the average American feel about gun control? I've read... Uh, well, Florida could outlaw these AR-15s if it wanted to. It doesn't. Well... New York does. I mean, from what I've read, but most surveys indicate that a majority of Americans at least want some are in favor of, of some further gun control. I don't know if these... Yeah, they these, say that in, these, until, until... You know, one of, my, one of my daughter-in-laws grew up in a small rural town in South Carolina, everybody she knew, her, her, her grandfathers, her uncles, her cousins, everyone she knew had guns in the garage. They had shotguns, they had hunting rifles, they, had, they didn't have AR-15s, they didn't have bazookas. They didn't have hand grenades. Can I rehabilitate why myself? Those, why should those be available? Can I amplify enough? Can I rehabilitate fair, myself? Fair enough. Let, let, let me, fair enough. But Dan, you can make Dan, a good case me. that semi-automatic hunting rifles shouldn't be available. Hold on. I want to say something. Let me rehabilitate myself and take this beyond the, the social problem that of race. There's also social, obvious oh, social. Thank God you did, because I'm going to use the Al Capone example every was time it? I'm no, no, jammed no, no, up no. again. Because that was a great when example. To be fair, though, those were Italians. When I was a kid. You could go to the local sporting goods store on Central Avenue, right near my house, and buy a rifle. It was in New York. In New York, it was very and and I and I imagine that we're living even what we're living in now. Guns are less available than they've ever been. Nevertheless, somehow people weren't shooting up the schools. And now these these like these school shootings. These are mostly in white 
communities, right? Something, we have a social problem. It's a different social problem, obviously, but there's a social problem too. I don't think that uh, in, in, in uh, Sweden, I think they do have guns in Sweden, actually. I mean, they have, we have problems here in the white, the, the life, expectancy, life expectancy is going down, mental health is getting worse, opioid addiction is all, me off, but there's all kinds of problems. Uh, families are, are, are breaking up. You have almost half the kids now are born without mother, yeah, but father, the guy, families. The guy, the guy who killed all those people in Las Vegas was not mentally ill. He was not under 21. And he didn't have any visible... Uh, serious, serious problems of the kind you just mentioned. He had so many calls. They had, they had like 30, 40 calls about the guy. He did have visible problems. He did. He no, did. no, he's talking about the Vegas guy. Oh, the Vegas guy. I'm sorry. The well, Vegas was, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Vegas guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he, he may be an outlier, but I think like... You know, most mentally people, mentally ill people are disabled. They're not... They, as a class, they are less violent than the rest of us. Well, I have to mentally say damaged, you know, mentally ill maybe too much, but people are being damaged well, I, somehow. Can I, I have to and say so, something about this because I think it's different. I did a whole special about the fact that I suffer from extreme depression, from anxiety. I take antidepressants every day. I have for many years. I am, by the technical classification, mentally ill. I don't need a gun. I shouldn't have a gun. I think it's really, really disgusting that there is very... You know, the, the NRA, in my mind, what they, the one thing they're certainly doing is pouring tons of money into their agenda. There are press releases that go out after every one of these shootings. Mental illness is the problem. The president tweeted, this is not a gun problem. It's, it's a mental illness problem less than 24 hours after the shooting in Florida. This is, this is a point people drive. Gun owners like to say, I'm a responsible gun owner who never killed anybody. Well, I'm a mentally ill person who's responsible. I've never killed anybody either. Of course you have to be mentally yep. ill to shoot up a school. You also have to have a gun. So the idea that the NRA fleeces the world with these press releases saying mental illness is the issue, while the Trump administration is also reducing money for mental health care, it is backwards. What I'm asking is, why, why do we seem to have so many more people who want to do these things. Now, maybe it's just the, the power of a copycat situation where now it's on the radar and nobody ever thought of it and now it's, comes to everybody, it pops into everybody's mind immediately. I don't know, but... Because we, we don't a rot, deal with There's it. a rot within because our country. Because yeah, because the, problem, the problem is you can never get to the bottom of controlling the variety of ill-defined sociological problems that spit up, that produce people who will... Be conducive to carrying out those kinds of those kinds of crimes. What you can do is is keep them from having the means to do it. Uh, we can mitigate it. You're yes. not going to keep it. No, but you can no, regulate yeah. it right. way better. Than but how, how right. much? How much? Incredible low amount of regulation Here, for the amount of damage I that a gun with, can cause. I agree with you, but don't get your hopes up about the regulation. No, I, here's what I, I would no say: hope. You ask the question, why do other <laughs> countries? Drugs. You ask the question, why do other countries not have people want to do this? My drugs argument, are banned. Not, they're not regulated argument, enough. My argument would be other countries do have those people. They just have less access to guns and more access to mental health care. There's crazy people everywhere. You know, there's crazy people everywhere on this. So I'm and there always have been crazy. I've heard. I've heard things to the contrary, but I think it's Sweden or certain countries in Europe where they do have a lot of gun no, ownership. No, just Switzerland is Switzerland, the example that they use. I yeah. get those two confused. But, but it's way more regulated than here. <laughs> Not as it, Well, they, they have like the in Switzerland. I I think the they, S- all the SW countries. Yeah, I think in Switzerland the they, only, Democrats. they only get a certain amount of ammo and they, yeah, it's you know. more regulated than here. And um, Listen, it's I'm certainly more regulated. There's also Northern European not, countries that I'm, have legendarily good health care, which I have to assume means that there's also easier access to mental health care. Maybe you're right. 
Yeah, I, I yeah, don't. They, don't, did, don't they, they had one mass shooting. Don't construe anything I'm saying. I'm no gun guy. I I I don't want no. anybody to have a gun. I'd be ha- I'd be happy taking guns away from every. Like if they wanted to disarm everybody, I'd be all for it. I'm not. I'm just saying. No, I'm, I'm not skeptical. You're the antagonist. That's your I, job. I'm just saying that that it's. it's <laughs> well, I. I it's, yeah. not, nothing, we have you know to yell about something, is, right? Nothing is ever as easy as people seem to think it is. Well, yeah, well, here, I, I, that's one thing I do not think is easy here okay. in America. The ACLU. So we. So you and I agree that they've kind of folded on this idea of protecting any any speech at all. And and then well they backed off from their initial position. Okay, they backed yes. off. And I'm also I'm also like I like the people like uh, uh, Ben Shapiro or or Charles Murray come speak at campuses and now they're, they're people are and I'm like I want to send my kids to the university where these people do speak because what are they going to learn by hearing some people who, who are just going to tell them what they already believe or str- like let challenge them like what right. are they that, right. that that's right. so you agree with me on that this is nuts I do look I grew up in a liberal New York household. Uh, my father was a labor union activist. Uh, my mother's father was a labor union activist. They all worshipped FDR. Uh, I didn't hear a contrary idea until I was in graduate school in Columbus, Ohio, from anybody. Uh, my received wisdom uh, was 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 all you know. I I learned that that it was it was ridiculous to be storing wheat in battleships in, off the coast of New Jersey while people in other countries were starving. Um, when I got to Columbus, Ohio... Dan thinks you should be able to have a battleship, but go ahead. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I don't think... I, 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 I like... Well, all right, Dan, No, but I have to clarify. <laughs> I have to clarify. It's a joke, Dan. Dude, but I have to clarify okay. that I also am not a gun person, and I also <laughs> could care less if, if, if people don't have guns, okay. but... In the the, the story. But, yeah, but you accuse me of something I'm that has special resonance given the conversation. Dan thinks the Constitution is not is not apparent from the Constitution why you should not be able to own a, a battleship. Fair? It is not readily apparent, which is why I propose, <laughs> and I say this again, a national referendum or national something Dan, we have moved to on. clarify... <laughs> Well, the country is not moving. There's on. a procedure called the Constitutional Before Convention. We can have a Constitutional a Convention, a referendum clarifying the Second Amendment, and it may well Before be. Before you have a national referendum, learn the history. Well, look, and then no, okay, I'll listen. learn the history, but also learn what a military weapon is, because an AR-15 right. is, well, Damn, please. So, is so not you're, a military weapon. being challenged. So you would never have been challenged until you got to college or graduate school. Yeah. So then, you know, I was on, I was in I was on a doctoral program in mathematics, and. Uh, so there I am, and I got, you know, 20 or 30 guys, very smart, easily as smart as I am, uh, in the program with me from all over the country. And I've never had a conversation, a political conversation, with anybody outside of New York in my life. And at some point... You can say Goyim if you want, I say... <laughs> at, some, at some point, um, I, didn't, you know, I didn't even know that Protestants were the majority. Uh, there you go. I was I'm right. not kidding. I thought Jews and Catholics were the majority. Yeah. You go out to Columbus and you find out that Jews and Catholics... What? What's a Jew? What's a Catholic? No. The food was different. Everything was different. Irish Americans knew that Protestants were the majority. That's right. Yeah, we were well aware of it. Well they aware did. of it. They did. So I go and I get into a conversation at one point about the surplus wheat problem. And this guy, who was also a, a mathematics doctoral candidate, uh, was very smart, very well informed, and started spewing out all of this economic, all of the economic reasons why it was right to keep the wheat and not put it on the market and give it to people who were starving. And I had no arguments against him for one very simple reason. 
I had never heard that That's argument right. before. That's right. And I realized then, and, and, and it's been true ever since, that there is no parochialism so severe as New York liberal parochialism. And that is what we today call the blue bubbles on both coasts. We live in silos. We talk to ourselves. We like to, to make fun of the people in West Virginia and, uh, and, 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 and rural Alabama who we say only talk to themselves. But we only talk to ourselves. I'm going to play in some soundtrack music for your speech just now, if you don't mind, in the actual podcast, because it's stirring to me. I, you're, you're, I, I mean, do we all agree with what he's saying? We do. I remember... To a degree. Although I grew up in Northeastern Queens, which I can assure you has, uh, has slipped outside the blue bubble. <laughs> he's, 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 he's it maybe never was in it. But yeah. <laughs> these dummy kids in these universities and these, and these cowardly administrators shutting down every speaker that, that, that challenges them. What's so terrible? Just listen. Let them speak. I do remember well, the first time I ever drove it. across country it was eye-opening because i grew up in north jersey as well northeast and you get about i mean you only have to get like 90 minutes out of the new york metropolitan area and and you're like oh i gotta move on because we're almost out of time next because this is the aclu next thing i want to also get to how chris is handling doing on the new medication okay we'll get to so this is feeling good the (laughs) uh the the um no we're gonna talk about the the uh Trump, there was some new regulation where the Trump administration, and I don't know the details of it, decided that medical health practitioners who, had, who as a matter of conscience, didn't want to perform abortions would no longer have to do it. And the ACLU tweeted, we'll see you in court, Mr. President. And this shocked me. And then I, I, I read a little about it. For instance, a woman wrote here, uh, uh, a, um, a neonatal, neonatologist wrote, the more I advance in my field of neonatology, the, the more it became the logical choice. I'm, I'm trying to read fast and I'm screwing it Take up. Take your time. To recognize a developing fetus for what it is. A fetus instead of some sort of subhuman form. It just became so obvious that these were just developing humans. So this is a woman who's working in this and as a matter of conscience doesn't feel that she can kill this child anymore, the way she feels about it. And I say, how is it that the ACLU is arrogantly saying, we'll see when Corman sees no issue well, of the... Well, it's... The same organization that will defend Muhammad Ali's right to not go and fight a conscientious objector, won't have to go even fight for his country if we're... or, or uh, take arms for his country if we're threatened. Would you raise the same question, and do you think that neonatologist would raise the same question if we were talking about two seconds after conception? I don't know, but I'm. But I, I think well, that there's a matter I, of conscience here, that, no, no, which no, is what the ACLU should be concerned. Freedom no, of no, conscience. Conscience. There were people who, as a matter of conscience, uh, wouldn't wouldn't let their kids go to school with black people. Right. We, we, we conscience do, does not settle the issue. We do it draw only lines. It. We do draw lines, but we. You but know, certainly. But here's the thing: if there is a pharmacist on 23rd Street <clears> who <throat> is so morally against contraception because he thinks that the only reason to have sex is to bear children. And so it, 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 that's God's command, and I cannot sell contraceptives. And he will not sell contraceptives. He doesn't have to sell those contraceptives, but the pharmacy does. Okay. And this woman, if she doesn't want to perform an abortion, she may not have to perform one, but the hospital yeah, she yeah, works yeah, the at ho- does. I agree with you. The hospital has to. 
And but she no. should have the right to not do it. And unless I mean you 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 do agree with conscientious objection, right? You don't think you should force somebody. Now, of course, if everybody claimed conscientious objection status, we would have to well, you see, disallow I think, it. I think a lot of this conscientious objection stuff is 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 a cover. Um, people f- claim the conscientious ob- uh, right not to serve black people in their restaurants when the civil rights law was first up up for up for for, for grabs. Uh, people claim uh, uh, a right. Um, not, not to, uh, of, of conscience, uh, you know, the Muhammad Ali thing is irrelevant because Muhammad Ali affected nobody but himself. He did not, he was not claiming a conscientious right not to serve somebody. He was claiming a conscientious right not to kill. Right, just like the woman in the, in the hospital. Well, but the, that's why I asked you the question about two minutes after conception. Because the, the Supreme Court decision that provided the right of a woman to have an abortion made a distinction between the third trimester, the second trimester, and the third trimester. Yeah, but you know that's a ridiculous decision. No, it isn't a ridiculous decision because it's basically it basically falls on the on the on the on the question of 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 that that human life begins at a point where the developing fetus is capable of living outside the mother. But that's Until, a moving target. That's a moving well, target. it's a moving target within limits. But now, Dr. Glass, with all due respect, now, we talked about the Second Amendment, and you said, you know, that it was a ridiculous decision, uh, and they misinterpreted yeah, smells, the Constitution. blood here. Uh, I just failed <laughs> to see how you could then accept Roe v. Wade as anything other than just uh, judicial lawmaking. Oh, no, no. You are terminally confused about your analogies. <laughs> first of all, first of all, you I know you just I, walk I, away. I, 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 know, I applaud you for getting I, back I, in the ring, Ben. I know, I know, I know that you're obsessed with your misinterpretation of the Second Amendment. <laughs> but read the goddamn history before you open your mouth again. Read the goddamn history of the Constitution. You can't handle the truth. I'm not saying Dan. What are you saying? You're out of order. No, I agree with Dan about Roe. About Roe versus Wade, not about the Second Amendment. Okay, but the point. You're pointing at me. Yeah, He's because you're like, oh, well, you me, got back in the ring. As I, if I, I got my ass kicked. Let me ask you. He doesn't even know we're here. He doesn't even know we're here. Let me ask you two questions. With all the respect to Dr. Glass, maybe I... You're mad at me because you couldn't handle him. I need to He shut you down and now you're mad at me. He didn't shut me down. You interpreted it as that meeting shut down. But when I told him... But I was here for the history, not like you. Now imagine they had guns. But dude, <laughs> but dude, you dude, guys, uh, you, you, you guys smart now, are you? guys need to be separated. You were yelling at me because you want to yell at him. I didn't do a thing to him. He's afraid to yell at me. I didn't do a thing to you, He's man. a nice man. I don't want to yell at him. I'm a nice man, too. <laughs> but but when he said that the AR-15 was a military weapon, and uh, I yeah, yeah, and it clearly it is. isn't, you didn't I say, agree. oh, he kicked your ass. Oh, motherfucker. I was just he quiet. shot you down. I was no, I did say that. Guys, I was just You are not defending me. Totally agreeing with everything he said. Chris, no, no. When I yeah, said wait. the AR-15 is not a military weapon, and he said it is, and you're I'm right. You didn't defend me. This is like, oh, now you know we kicked your ass. This is like.
like a guy who didn't stand up to his boss at work, and now you're trying to come home <laughs> and hit your wife. Is, I never That's knew what you're trying I to do. I never knew you were such a troublemaker. You're a troublemaker. What did I do? You're like, I thought you guys were comedians. You're I like, did. You're okay, like, Dan, we got to move on. Dan, we got to move on. Are you mad Are you going to take that You're mad at me. What did I do? Dan, we got to move on. Do you agree with me about Robert Schwade? I agree about Robert Schwade. Why you got to shoot him in the foot, Dan? But more importantly, I believe, I'm just it's just surprising to me that the ACLU would would inject itself into something as 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 difficult as as whether a human how how a human being feels about whether they're killing someone or not and I, and no matter if you agree with me or not I still think that where we do you respect the reason is you can't support contraception unless you inject yourself into that that's no, exactly no, I, no we have to draw exactly the problem. we have to draw lines in certain places, just like we couldn't allow everybody to claim conscientious... And what about if... Wait, wait, you, let me think. Just like we couldn't allow everybody to claim conscientious objector status and we couldn't have an army, we would have to then say, no, we're going to draw lines. And we do draw lines in every one of these civil liberties. But when a, when a, when a doctor says, you know, I've been doing this work and now I realize I... I and, and she's an expert, not just as Blackman, who had no idea, never seen an ultrasound. This woman who's dealing with it every day. Yeah, says, but she you know could what? have became a born again Christian. It's not clear well, in the well, thing. Well, listen, I had I had a baby. I've I've had women. I've gotten women pregnant. I've had abortions. You all know that. I've said this on the show. However, our baby at 12 weeks uh, was that yeah at 12 weeks was sucking its thumb. And this is something which nobody contemplated when Roe versus Wade came out. People really, and you know, it's, it made me. I had another thought. You know, the, the picture of this woman in the Vietnam, a little girl in the Vietnam War, uh, had running. Lot, running, had a lot to do with, with turning tide against the war. I remember uh, years ago, people, people we said, we should have, we should, if we're going to have executions, we should show them on TV so people should see, people should understand what it is as an execution. I think the ACLU was sympathetic to that position. There, but we are ve liberals are very reluctant to any of these laws which try to encourage the woman to see these ultrasounds before the abortions. And it seems to me it's the only time where we think actually seeing something is going to lead, is not going to lead to a better understanding, not going to lead to more insight into the act that they're committing. But the truth is, any parent knows when you see these ultrasounds of these three-month-old, whatever you want to call them, this is, this is beyond Justice Blackman's ability to, 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 to decide for the nation of what, this, ha this is a matter of conscience. Whether you think it's okay, three weeks, three months, four yeah, months, five months. The question is, who makes that decision? Right. So, but for the eight, the question is, who makes that decision? And, and it has and, to be and, the and woman. I'm gonna and, and no, the, the, no, I'm talking about the doctor performing the abortion. And I would think that wherever we can, we should always want to allow people their freedom of conscience until some point where we realize, you know, it, it just doesn't work this way. Society breaks out. We're gonna have black people can't get a, a hotel room, whatever it is. Do you remember the hob you remember the no. Hobby Lobby case? Yeah. With a, with a, the you you only, understand my argument? Right? Yes, it's I do. hard. It's hard. It, well, it is hard. You had a lot of swag a lot about of it. these issues are yeah. hard. Yeah. They're all hard, and they all involve drawing lines. Right. All of them. There is not a constitutional right that isn't hard. You know, the First Amendment right to freedom of religion, the difference between the Establishment Clause and the Free Exercise Clause, presents very difficult issues all the time. Right. You know, if, 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 if it's the position of the Establishment Clause that the government cannot fund religion, what about the government saying, we're not going to give... Uh, discount metro cards uh, uh, to, 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 uh, to ministers or priests because yeah. that's funding them. No. 
That's that would be discriminating against them because of their religion. Would you there stop are, a national Christmas tree? Huh? Would you, if you could push a button, have no more national Christmas tree? Would yes, you I think that's an establishment of religion. You think it's that? I think it's an imposition by the government of the religious beliefs of some upon people who don't hold those. Beliefs. And my position on that, and then we get to we get to your medication. But I think you're right. But I think we should allow it anyway. I, I think at some well, point... Well, we do allow it anyway. Right, but I, mean, I think it's right to allow it anyway. And it's not, you know... I, I think that... But... but when, when, going back to what you said earlier about when the... the there nation, isn't a Jewish kid in the country when I was growing up in the 40s that didn't feel marginalized and vaguely threatened by the celebration of Christmas. Well, yeah, you're you my government. father, a very similar well, generation. I, well, I'll speak as a, as a Jewish you know. kid that grew up a few decades later. Not too many. He, and he said the same thing. A few decades later... We love Christmas. <laughs> now we do. Oh, no, because you love <laughs> presents. That's why they turned Hanukkah. That's why they turned the Jews turned Hanukkah from well a minor have, holiday into no, a major. It might one. well have been different in the '40s, but I can tell you now, not just because we get a couple of weeks off from school. We love the songs. We love. First of all, if you've never heard Stevie Nicks' version of Silent Night, do yourself a favor and listen to it. Dan, it's all, Dan, Forty years earlier, it was an incitement to hatred. Thing. Listen, it, we're, it we're, over, we're over time. I want to make my last thing, and then, then you can talk Stevie about Stevie Nicks' about Silent Night. Now, he's going to be busy looking the, up the history of the second I, 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 I do intend to do you my said, research. One second. You, Good, said, you, said, but, you, said, you said something very interesting before about how the Second Amendment started, which was that in those days, each state was was really the center of power. And, every, and each state lived much more than today how it wanted to live and made its own laws. And we've gotten very, very far away from that as a nation. And I think that we paid a big price for that in terms of being able to live as a nation. And I, that's why I, 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 as much as I think in principle a lot of these things are right, I think practically I'm always saying to myself, you know what, just let Mississippi live within certain limits the way Mississippi well, wants minute, to live. Minute. If Mississippi doesn't want to allow abortion, let them not allow abortion. What about if they want to have slavery? No, I said within limits. Certainly. Well, who decides that? Well, the slavery, s- slavery is in the Constitution. Yeah, but that's it is people's not. rights. That's people's no, rights. It is no, not. it's abolished in the Constitution. It is not. The 13th Amendment didn't abolish slavery? Not Well, not the 13th Amendment did, but before the 13th right, Amendment, but I'm saying, before the Civil but, War. Right, but I'm saying... Now, but well... I'm saying, but I'm saying, if they want to have a Christmas tree, if they want to say the t- a prayer before school... I, Who's I, the they? I feel like a lot of a lot of people living in the Midwest and the South feel like I wish these fucking New York Jews would keep out of their fucking law books and stay out of they're our life. We, we the live, reason we they live feel that way, way is because they're the majority and they get to right. say what they celebrate. But they also say if what, they weren't the majority, they wouldn't feel that. But way. they also say what you say, which is this is the way it was when the country started. If it was wrong, they would have said so then. They did. They're changing the rules on us. They did. Okay. Okay. Well, we, we could talk about more. We, we're out of time, so go ahead. Ask Chris about his... Well, first of all, I want to say that I do intend to do my research on the Second Amendment. I will warn you, however, that my research is thorough research, and it may... And <laughs> not a moment too soon, it I may. Know. It may not be... I can only say that if it was as clear and unambiguous as you've said, hard to imagine the Supreme Court would have decided otherwise. Because I assume they're also educated on the Second Amendment, but I will look into that. Yes, but they're not intellectually honest. It was five to four, and Scalia wrote the majority opinion. The same guy, the same guy who who uh, who threw the election to uh, to Bush in Bush v. Gore uh, when he wouldn't allow the, the state the state Supreme Court to regulate its own laws, despite the fact that that had been his 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 mantra for decades. All right, Dan, um, can we talk to Chris about his? All right, now I also want to say and the yeah. Supreme Court and the Supreme Court also once upheld the constitutionality of slavery. You can't, uh, you can't settle the argument 
by citing no, you, what the how Supreme do you, Court I can't settle the argument by citing the Supreme Court. I also can't settle the argument by citing Ira Glass, which is why. Glasser. Right. And that's because Ira Glass is not me. Ira Glass. You can settle it by citing me. But I will settle it by doing my own research, and rest assured it will be very thorough. Okay. Um, I want to say, if there's five justices who voted in one way in the Supreme Court decision, why is one of them the, the swing the swing vote in this case? And why was Scalia the one who, who swung Well, he it? wrote the majority opinion. Oh, he wrote the, okay, go ahead. I also want to say, whatever I did to make you so mad, I do apologize. It was you, never my intent. Well, here's what you did. You, 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 um, you assumed Before that you, I was getting on, my ass kicked thought. in the argument. Yeah, okay, we, it does have to go. Nothing is decided until I've done my research and can come back and okay. confirm or deny uh, we have a few more minutes to wrap it up. But, but uh, okay. Um, we want to talk about Chris Gethardt's mental health. Yes, go ahead. He is a gentle, law-abiding mental case. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what are you taking these days? I'm taking uh, Lamictal and Wellbutrin. Lamictal. This sounds hardcore. Like, not your it's everyday... It's hardcore. The most hardcore I've ever been on was Risperdal. That, that was an antipsychotic that I was on for two years. You, see, you see what I'm dealing with, folks? I'm dealing with a full-on psycho. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that, that, no, that's despicable what you just did. Oh, I say what it is. He you're took like, you down on reason. Like you're like a wrestling heel. You don't expect him to change now, He's like a vet. He's like a rowdy Roddy Piper. He's being a heel. Chris knows. No, I'm not. This guy's insulting me. He's never pronounced my name correctly one time. I never get mad. I never Gethard. get mad. Chris Gethard, right? Gethard. You've been saying Gethard. I think that's I might have said how, Gethard. That's I the correct, said. Uh, in, in German pronunciation. Really? Yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> Do your right. research. Listen, yes, by all means. Um, Are you he feeling knows better? I'm kidding with him. Obviously, we love No, he it, doesn't know you're kidding. Stand-up comedy is the one place <laughs> where being mentally disturbed is a compliment. You show me a stand-up comic with It's his, actually a job requirement. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And the first thing we've agreed on all night. The fact is, if I, said, there. if I said you were mentally sound, that would be a terrible insult to you. Yeah, I mean... Because you can't be funny and be mentally sound. Yeah, I think okay. probably we, got around. we have to go. Chris, do you want to say anything else? Last, last... Thank you so much for having me. I hope that when we move on to the next phase of our night that there's no awkwardness here because I think we all just got caught up in something, right? Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, Chris Gethard, watch him on True <laughs> yes, True Television. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you so much. Comedy uh, Television Network, True TV. My show comes back March 20th. March 20th. What's it and called? Just remember, the Chris Gethard Show. Just remember, never apologize to somebody who's been abusing you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good night, Thank everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cue the music.